K.O. Right tonight we have Rafael Monsanto. Uh, Mr. Monsanto is uh, a um, musician. Mostly, I'll let just you, you you explain it. How about you take a second and just uh, tell us real quick who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Rafael Lupro. I'll say Lupro is my artist name. I am right, currently located in Germany, originally from the island of Curacao. And I've been making music for a very long time now. Um, based in Germany since uh, 2004, um, <clears throat> but always connected to the Netherlands and Curacao. And I've always traveled between these countries as well, making music, doing shows, and, and etc. Yeah, tell you the truth. Um... Like I, I'm, I come from a family of musicians, even though I'm not really one myself. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cousin to Oscar Barr, to Michelle Jerome. Everybody. Yeah. And like I, I know the other people too around them, um, and I, I, I know, I know some of the people in, uh, in or a lot of people in that, uh, in that arena, and uh, there's only two people who I, who I've been like seriously really like impressed by when I watched them um, perform. Uh, one was uh, Mr. David. Uh, I don't remember his last name. He's a Latin dude. Um, okay. He has a uh, curly hair. His name is David, uh, and the guy does things on the guitar that I haven't seen anybody else do. Wow. Uh, um, he did a he did a solo. Uh, with a with a with a with a loop with a looper, yeah, just by itself with a looper. He did uh, he did um, Guns and Roses better than Guns and Roses if that's possible. <laughs> um, and then it's the amazing. other one is you. The other one is you. Wow. When I when, when I saw you for the first time over at um, over at um, uh, Contiki Beach, I think. Yes, Contiki Beach. Yeah. Kentucky Beach. I was like, I was, you know, like when you like when you see like you see Chappelle show. There's this uh, there's this episode where where Charlie Murphy uh, describes when he first saw uh, when when he first ran into uh, you know like his favorite musician. And yeah. Said, like there was an aura around him. You <laughs> 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 can see the aura, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. when he started when he first saw Rick James, it's like yeah, I saw an aura around him. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. But you impressed the shit out of me. Like I'm not even like this is not like because you're on the show, like or anything like that, or because you're here now, anything like that. Like, uh, like I've never been impressed by somebody like musically before then up to that point. Uh, really, so, but like, you've you've yeah. seen a lot of. I mean, when you when you talk about. Oscar Bohr and your and your well your cousins and Michel and everybody who are yeah, all good. really good musicians. I mean, like you know, uh, Willem Blankenberg who's on the guitar. He's like an absolute god. Yeah, yeah I've um, seen them all. I've seen them all, and they're all great. You stood out. Um, you stood out way over them. 
But what what uh, what was it that that made me stand out? Because when we're talking about skills, I mean, you know, no, it's uh, not about skills. It's not. It's not about. That's the problem. It's not that, about skills. The, okay. That's that's, that's the problem that I, that's the problem that I see like in the in the music industry here in, in the Carousel. music industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I sat I sat down I sat down at a table with like six musicians, and I'm the yeah. only one who's not who's not. And they're they're focusing on little minutia, little details that people who come to watch them play will never understand, will never know about, will never care about. It's very very nice of uh, listening to somebody talk about that because this is exactly the problem that I have with musician colleagues, that they lose themselves in in the minor seventh minus nine and don't understand that what that that somebody that's listening to music has no idea what that means the only thing they hear is the uh, something that inspires them or makes them smile or makes them cry or makes them dance and that's has nothing to do with a certain ability or something and i also I also feel like the um, I, I I talk about uh, um, social media uh, in that I say Instagram is like the ego, YouTube is like the TV channel, uh, um, TikTok is like the nonsense, and then on Instagram you have these huge amounts of like virtuoso you would call them almost that do incredible stuff on these little videos that they do, you know, uh, these reels or something, and I see them come by every day, come along every day, people playing guitar licks at speeds that, that even <laughs> even Ingwie Malmsteen would be like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. But, but I don't see the, don't see the music in that. I don't see the music in that. No, I just it's... it's Sorry, you were saying. I'm sorry. I say it's just competition between musicians. You know, uh, it's like one scientist talking to another scientist, or one That's engineer kind of talking to another yeah. engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think that they they probably see it like that, but that's the feeling you get because nobody else is going to understand what the hell just happened uh, unless they're a musician themselves. You know. And and I don't think that's how, you know, you should be making music. Because if you if you're making it like that, you're basically you lost the essence of what it what what uh, music is. You know, it's more emotion than it is a skill. Something. Here's here's a here's a conversation that I sat through, that you know, to somebody who's not in the music industry, sounds super weird. But to them, it's totally fucking legit. Um, so, uh, you remember what's the name of the guy that, that plays the song? Um, 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 Today I'm not gonna get everything. Da, 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 da. I I yeah, that's odd. Uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars came up with a song that was um, like funky. I don't remember which one. It was it was a song that was like very different from this other stuff, and I and uh, it was a really good song. It was like if I if I see it right now, I'll tell you which one. But you know it for sure. It's it was a popular song. 
and uh, I was sitting at the table and they were talking about it and they were saying, yeah, somebody must have paid him to come up with the, with that chord progression because uh, uh, it's so different. I bet somebody uh, looked up uh, something similar that did well before and asked him because uh, there's no creative value or whatever. They were looking at it from a, from a very, very purist musician point of view, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, exactly. I, and all I did was ask, is it possible that he found a melody that he likes and he just went with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it possible? Yeah. You know, you know, to, to them it's like one big conspiracy. No, 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 no. He did this. You know, you know, it was formulaic. It was, you know, there's some science behind. No, it's just, uh, weird, odd. And then, uh, and so, so when I when I say when I say that uh, that your performance stood out to me above all else, mm -hmm. with the exception of of David, is uh, it's not because. Um, you you didn't make any mistakes. I don't think you made any mistakes. I didn't see any. But I'm I, I, I probably make most mistakes any musician would make. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not because um, it's not because uh, you use the E flat uh, instead of the something else that's like taboo or something like that. You know, it's nothing yeah. like that. It's it was the quality of the performance. It, it was it was it, it, my ability to get up and walk away from that was very diminished. Like uh, it, it, it was that. That's how you know it's good. It's 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 so good that 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 uh, given the uh, given the opportunity to go to the bathroom, you would rather listen to the rest of the song before you go. Wow, that's an amazing compliment. It's an amazing compliment, and it's and it's actually it's it's actually a compliment that I like way more than 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 one that would have been based on skills. That's really. Very nice to hear, especially because I think a lot of the same thoughts that you just expressed in the conversation yeah. before. There was an entertainment value to it that that was that was uh, above and beyond what you normally see in a in a live uh, live music uh, show. Um, nice, man. Nice. There, was, there was an entertainment value to it, you know. There's and of course, uh, Matthias was with you, so that also added on to it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not just you. It's also Matthias. Matthias really, you know, made the percussion, uh, you know, really brought to the next level. Uh, exactly. But uh, but the way you guys were, the way everybody else was engaging, just the uh, you were uh, you were putting out, but you were selling what people were buying. That's that's what was going on. You know, you, you weren't you weren't tr you weren't trying to pitch something, to, uh, you know, like just try, just try. You know, it was like you, you were you know, it, there was a there was an understanding. We want more of this and you want to give it to us. <laughs> you know, there, <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I want to give you props from that because uh, that happened a few years back and I still remember. Uh, and it was it was really good. So if you're, if you're giving that type, if you're if you're still doing, if you're still giving that type of a performance, then I can see why you're touring all over Europe. Yes, I, I am still doing that, but of course now we've had a year of non-performances. Basically, we're coming up to I'm coming up to uh, I think about six months since I was on stage last time. So that's pretty. Uh, Pretty sad, and uh, I was actually <laughs> I I I uh, got a few shows coming up 
if everything goes well. And I was just thinking about the board that I have, you know, the board with all the effects units on it and stuff. And I actually rearranged it a little bit and I was just thinking like, oh shit, I probably need to go back and rearrange it again because I wanted to get to some electronic stuff as well, like using the computer uh, or not so much the computer, more like a synthesizer on the side as well. And give myself more opportunities for the loop station, making it like more diverse. But um, I might just go back to the way it was, just simple one loop station and go for it. Because that's also kind of complements what you were saying, that if, you know, the further you go into this, like, idea of it needs to be better, it needs to be bigger and stuff, you kind of lose sense of, of what you're actually doing, which is just making, you know, sounds sound good and sound yeah. interesting to people. And when you, like, there's this guy, Marco Rebillet, who is an amazing looper. He uses a voice loop loop station from Boss with five uh, five loop stations in it. And I sometimes am, am jealous because I'm like, ah, I want to do... I want to go from one song to another uh, flawlessly without having to stop and, and such. Uh, but then I think about, you know, my performance, just like you were saying, has nothing to do with technical stuff so much. It has to do with a just a fun, the 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 the, the fun factor of making music, you know, of of enjoying no. songs and and stuff. So yeah. Don't get me wrong. The fact that you guys like the fact that you guys didn't stop between songs. That that yeah. was that, that that really set you apart from everybody else. Yeah, we didn't have this typical band kind of stopping, right? <laughs> that I mean that, that, that was that was like a real serious departure from what's normal down here. Like that 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 really uh, that, that was like because you, you didn't you didn't make us drop the fucking energy every, every time. Like it wasn't like oh here we go like a roller coaster up and then we got to drop the energy again. Yeah, away. yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, well that you're... definitely yeah that definitely is true. Also for when I play with my band, we don't stop or make breaks. We you know there's a break here and there sometimes, but most of the time it it does doesn't it, it's not a break in the sense of like what you're saying with with the roller coaster where you're like. <gasps> Okay, so what's coming next? Or or also the breaks that they take, which are like obligatory, where they do five, 45 minutes and then take a break, and then another 45 minutes and take a break, which I, I detest that. I absolutely detest that. I don't understand how you can, how you can stop playing. Well, like like let's say your show is three hours long, yeah. And uh, picking up a guitar and playing a guitar is not such a huge sportive feat some people may think oh yeah you can get tired and stuff by playing the guitar i don't think that uh, i think it's not very not a lot of effort and then you have these bands which basically 95 percent of the bands are that play you know a set and then at a certain point they have to stop because there's like we need to take a break we need to give people some chance to breathe and then I'm thinking to towards the DJ guy that is playing like five hours, six hours straight, you know. He doesn't take a break. <laughs> and the people that want to take a break from, from standing on the dance floor or whatever or, or, or hearing the music too loud, they'll just go to the back of the room 
or they go somewhere else or take a, take a drink at the bar, relax and come back to the music. But you don't have to take a break to give people that opportunity. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this phenomenon that I've noticed in uh, bars and nightclubs that if you if you're if you're doing the roller coaster where where you're you're playing then you're stopping then you're playing then you're stopping and then just the the energy you can't you know uh, you can't build enough momentum to to keep the energy up. Uh, the like when I see like when I see like for you for example when you were playing and you weren't stopping you were keep on going. The energy was like, look, it was it was building up. More people were entering the dance floor. More people were coming up, uh, you know, trying to dance in front of you. Uh, there were more uh, drinks being bought. I noticed there were like they were they were calling the girl over to to order drinks more often too. Uh, yeah. So the, there's a you know business business wise, it makes sense for sure to you know to have the band play without without interruption. Yeah, and that's where a lot of uh horeca people as we say in dutch are a different opinion because they they think you need to stop to get people to 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 drink and, and and but then i keep thinking about the dj and i'm like in all the clubs of the world a dj never stops the, the the music just keeps going there is no break the break is taken by the people themselves if they want sorry if they want to take yeah. a break you know so um so yeah, that's a, a really a weird kind of way of thinking they have when it comes to bands, which I still yeah, to this day do not understand. <laughs> According to um, the world's the world's the world's leading expert uh, in Horeca, which is uh, John Tafford, the this guy has brought hundreds of restaurants out of bankruptcy. <laughs> this guy yeah. is really good. He's yeah. really, really good. And uh, one of the things, one one of the things that he uh, that he does is um, he has this system where um, the music should play continuously, to where you have both people at the bar and on the dance floor. But if the bar ever has too many people at it, uh, to the point where the bartender can't handle all of them, then what he'll do is he, they have a signal that they give to the DJ, and the DJ will will change, will not change the music, but it will change the tempo. He, he will go huh. for he will go from from 65 beats per, something like that to 80 something beats per minute i don't remember the numbers but th there's a formula and uh, and he and he like he showed like and the way he teaches this is with hidden cam like he'll show you hidden cam footage from six different nightclubs yeah uh, and, and he'll show you like okay the bar is full now look at what happens when they change the beats per minute and, and raise it you know, when when they go from Joe to C to DMX, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they do that, everybody from the bar or most people from the bar, the ones who are, who aren't about to get their drinks, will stop and go dance, taking a lot mm. of the take, taking a lot of the pressure off of the bar. And if there's too many people at the bar, then they have another one where they'll drop the the the, the beats per minute so that the people will will go to the bar because the the music is a little bit slower now. They, they'll go and yeah. do that. Yeah. So they, they have this system. Um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. He even made a TV show about it. It's called Bar cool. Rescue. Cool. It's actually it's actually very logical when you think about it, yeah. Because we, we know that that happens when you have like a, uh, let's say there's a R&B song playing, you know, kind of slow and stuff, and all of a sudden comes Danza Kuduro, 
you know everybody's like, let's go to the dance floor. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit. And then they go back to they go back to like okay, 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 we're sw- we're slowing down. Come on, let's go get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's, cool. some real sh- that's some real shit. So, hey, uh, how did you get into this anyways? How, how did you, like, uh, I've seen the pictures. I see you touring all over Europe and in weird places, too. Places where I've never even, you know, I don't know anybody who's ever been there. You, you, know, you tour in Bulgaria, you tour in Romania, you tour in, like, all these, uh, all these, um, uh, Balkan all these countries. countries. Oh, yeah, all these uh, countries. Uh, how did you get into this? Like, who the hell did you call? Like, <laughs> Well, um, first of all, the loop station thing was something that came out of necessity because um, I had a band who was called Los Rubiosos and we were making money by playing shows, simple. Um, You know, weddings and and stuff, birthdays and stuff. And the guys from the band were kind of fed up with driving far away. After like three years already, they were, you know, they didn't want to travel such far lengths for the amount of money although we were making really good money so uh that that um um, idea that they had was actually kind of crooked but okay they decided to they wanted to do less and i was like okay but what am i going to do because i'm you know this is the only thing that i'm uh, good at the only thing where i'm making money um so i started off by by trying to play along some playbacks that I had downloaded and had set up and stuff. And that first show that I did with these playbacks went so terribly wrong because the laptop I was using, it just broke down middle uh, in the middle of the show and I had to keep playing. So I played with the acoustic guitar and they loved that actually. So I said, hey, you know, I'm never going to use playbacks again. That's why I have a, I have a phobia of of people playing with playbacks and I and 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 I I sometimes have to do it because I uh, um I go on these shows where they are with where we are with a DJ and with some other people and then we need playbacks on that and I absolutely detest it I'm always like let me play live man anyway so um I I already knew about the loop station uh, a few years before that, uh, I saw some videos with Jacob Pastorius, and YouTube was just starting out. And I said, you know, I'm from a Caribbean island. I have this rhythm in me, so I can probably use that loop station to play rhythm and then on top of that, start building a song. So that's how I started. And I was actually one of the first people that, that did a show with the loop station. Nobody was nobody was doing that back then. You didn't have any Ed Sheeran's or, or this Santana girl, what's her name, or whatever. They didn't exist, you know. They, they, I, I was the only person that I knew that was using this machine, and uh, just a guitar and the loop station. And I started to do shows with that, and then, then I started building it up, using a drum, some drum uh, pads, and then later on, uh, some effect units, and going further and further. And I added a voice uh, manipulation system where voice effects on it and stuff. That's how I started with that. And um, when you do stuff alone, you get to, you know, you're cheaper, first of all, uh, than when you're with a band. Well, at least that's what people expect. You know, they expect you to be cheaper. Uh, by now, it's I'm not cheaper than a band anymore. <laughs> but um, 
but that's how it kind of started. So you you go to different places. You people are very surprised by this that you are coming alone, even to this day. You're going on stage. I was on in, in Africa just a few weeks ago, and I was on stage completely alone. And there's this like huge stage, and you're just standing there by yourself making the music. You know, and for those people, it was also very surprising. They hadn't seen that before. So you get to because of that you get a lot of recognition and you get a lot of different people uh, um, wanting you to play in their you know on their wedding or their birthday and stuff. And then when I started like five years ago with international covers, because I just realized that that uh, the music direction that I love is everything, and I speak seven languages, so I and also different music styles. So I started to do covers from different countries and I actually was featured on news items and stuff in those different countries like I, I've, I've been featured in Africa and certain magazines or in in, in uh, the Balkan you know I just I just got off the phone with the biggest Balkan star actually uh, who just offered me a record deal basically <laughs> so so that's really amazing, and and that's all because of these covers and and the, the music that I was uh, that I've been doing for the last five years, and it also. Sorry. So I talked about something, though, man, because uh, the, yeah, there is a there is this there is this girl in Brazil who's making a killing playing live online, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm I'm going to ask you like, how far along are you in in uh, social media presence because it seems like that's something you should make a lot of money um initially i wanted to to start to do uh, live streaming and stuff um but then corona came and everybody started to do the live stream thing um and I'm, i've been really struggling with because I, I i've gotten a pretty big social media presence actually on on instagram youtube and everything but I've been lately really struggling with the huge amount of online presence of musicians and and stuff and and uh, I've uh, you know I've done so many covers and stuff that I that I really said no I got to start focusing more on my own music which is what I've been doing for the last few months and it actually is is paying off you know I I did a song with some guys from Africa this song is right now it's going really well in Africa. We are pushing it in the Netherlands right now, trying to get it, you know, onto the onto all kinds of radio stations. And on Bonaire, it's playing a lot. On Curacao, it started playing. Do you mind if we do you mind if we play it a little bit? Sure, Chica Africana. Anyway. Yeah, you see, you drop me so crazy, pull over your body, 
Really nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's awesome. I like it. it's it's just about impossible to listen to this to the song without tapping your feet or shaking your head or something. Yes, 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 yes. It's really an amazing yeah. song. Really, it's, we're really it's a really lucky catchy to. Tune. Really lucky to have written that with all these guys together. And, uh, yeah, and that's one of the songs right, that I that I've been working on. But I'm working on some other stuff as well. Of course, um, did a song last year called Mama Africa, which is also really cool. And um, I just, yeah, you know, I just found that I I want to make more of my own music, and I've been making covers for so long. To to start streaming. Uh, also now, um, I don't really know if if I'm if I'm, you know, able to do that entertaining in entertainingly enough because there's a bunch of these people that have risen by doing this in in a streaming in a streaming uh, environment, and that's why they're so good at it because they've they've been they came up doing this through streaming. They haven't done it through like a live scene, and I'm really a live musician. For me, it's like the energy of the crowd and and all this kind of stuff. That that really is very very important for for my performance. Also to go higher up and have more power to it. And I kind of feel lost a little bit when I'm doing it uh, online. Although I probably guess uh, some people will love it too. No, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're different. Maybe you're a trailblazer. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe you need to add a little something when you do your performance. Maybe you should invite friends over to. to maybe you should have a live audience. Yeah, that w- that would be nice, but uh, right now that's not possible. <laughs> also, um, here in Germany, I, I tend to live quite far away from from a lot of people and. Uh, that's a little bit the, the sad thing. If we would be on Curacao, this would be no problem at all. We would have a few people over in, in, in a matter of seconds. No, no, don't, don't even, no, not right now, no. We're going into lockdown right now. Tomorrow, yeah, you're going back to lockdown Wednesday, my mom told me. <laughs> Yay, I'm so happy. Fuck him. Fuck that shit. Yeah, you guys are doing, you guys in Germany are also like, you know, you're not doing so well either, right? I heard there's a heard there are internment camps now for people who have COVID. Um, no, there there are there's not something like that, but but uh, it's it, I, the the system that is behind all of this. I don't know. It's difficult to talk about it. You know, I we're, you. we're 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 getting slowly getting more and more towards conspiracy theory stuff. Um, the longer this thing is going on, because you know I had COVID for two weeks now, just now I'm just I just got out of it, and it was no fun, but it was also not a disease where I'm saying okay let's stop the world, you know this is yeah uh, I mean I had it pretty heavily, uh, I didn't have breathing problems which uh, 
which we kind of know that 95% of the people are not experiencing that. So first of all, you need to get it. Then you need to be one of the 5% that has breathing problems. And then you need to be one of the one point something percent to actually be afraid of your life for your life. So the risk of this disease doing something bad to you, even though there's a lot of proof of it having having issues later on i still think it's too moderate to to be this to be this crazy about about disease and uh, now i'm able to talk because i actually had it it was no fun but i still believe that we need to find different ways to deal with this because just shutting down everything the whole time again here in in in, in germany now They've prolonged the lockdown until the 18th of April. We started with a lockdown in November. We started in November. My daughter hasn't had a normal day of school in over six months. And even before that, she didn't have any normal school. And this is the this is the, the issue we're dealing with. We're not we already had our life. You know, we are grown-ups. We know how to deal with something like this, and we can have patience. But you can't expect this from the young people. The young people of the world, you know, they 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 are living life, and and we are just basically blocking their their ability to live. You know, we're blocking their uh, um, all the kinds of things that they're that should be normal, and and we're doing it in the name of protection, and that's really very. It's it's on edge, man. It's on edge. Not a lot of people want to want to talk about it like that, but it is really on edge. And um, I think we're going to have some major issues uh, with this for the next coming ten to twenty years um, because of what what our, our governments, multiple governments, not just one or two, multiple governments have have not been able to deal with this in a way that it that it that it provides for protection but also keeping normal life kind of you know going because we know the people that are in danger so those people can go and protect themselves and the other people you know uh should be able to have a more free life because right now this this is just this is just going too far we're going towards april then maybe we're going towards may then we have summertime coming. I mean, the, there's already. Uh, we ju- I just saw a rep- uh, show about uh, the people in Israel where, where so many people have already gotten the vaccine, and they are now able to live freely. Israel did get vaccines. They did. Okay. Yeah. And they were they were not mandatory. But and this is a very big but. If yeah. you did not get the, the the vaccine, you were a not allowed to use public transportation. Exactly. You're not allowed to use public transportation. Exactly. You're not allowed to fly. Certain jobs you can't exactly. have. Certain places you can't go. So basically, exactly. it, it's 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 forced in all but name. Exactly, and this is a huge problem I have with this as well, because you're de- you're telling people to to take a a uh, I call it poison. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that. Th- any vaccine on planet doesn't matter what it is is made so that so that 
the shit that we put out there, because we are responsible for any kind of disease on this planet, first of all, is made so that we can then fight against that disease as well. So we are doubling up on becoming more robotic. You know, we're doubling up on 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 destroying what is nature. Because first of all, we uh, we do so much shit, like we have plastic all over the place and whatever and then you get these diseases which which occur because of that shit and then we go and make a vaccine to then defeat that disease to be even more powerful you know so it's like a it's a vicious circle that's it's always it's been going on for a long time but now it's actually it's so in in the open right it's it's out in the open that we are manipulative assholes <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to talk about this kind of stuff. You know why? Because because there are things that we've noticed. There's there's things that I've noticed, and there's things that yeah. you've noticed. That there's things that everybody else knows, but we can't talk about these because they're taboo. Okay. There there is the world has been split. Too. On one yes. side, you have the Definitely. people who 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 are who are uh, I I call them the woke crowd. Yeah. Um, the, they uh, they believe everything that's told to, to them about the vaccine, and they have no problems with it. Anything, you know. And then you have the other people, which I call the rebels, which I, I'm one of. Um, I want, yeah. I don't want to be the first one to take the vaccine. Yeah, I'll probably take it, but I don't want to be the first one. No. I, you know, because I, I understand how these things work. The first one is not going to be the best one. Okay? Of course I understand not. how it works. Also, it's uh, for those who don't know, every vaccine ever made is just the disease that you want to be vaccinated against, and they wire it down. That, that's a very simple way of explaining it, but that's basically what it is. They take the COVID, they water it down, and then they yeah. give it to you. That way, you yeah. can build up an immunity. Okay, but exactly. the first one, the first one, the first one uh, isn't the best one. There'll be some problems, as you've as uh, we've all seen it in the news. People who took it the first one and they got sick, they you know, things happen. We've all seen that. Yeah. Right now, right now, as I'm saying this at this very moment, right now, there's somebody listening to me from the other side who's saying that's all bullshit. Uh, nothing happens. So there's a really clear delineation. There's a really clear split in the world between two, gr- two groups of people. Okay. Definitely. One of them, one of them wants more freedom. One of them wants their kids to go to school. One of them stands that the vaccine. We understand that, that the coronavirus has a 2% or less mortality rate. Okay? Exactly. What, what does that mean? Well, for those of us who are old enough to, to remember the influenza, sorry, the, the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu had a 15% mortality rate. Okay. <laughs> there you go. We did yeah. not close down schools. We did not make everybody wear masks. We did not do any of the crazy shit we're doing right now. Okay, but exactly. it had fi- it was fifteen percent. You can look it yep. up. <laughs> you can look it up. Don't take my word yep. for it. Go look it up. Coronavirus yep. is two percent or less. Yeah. Okay. And and we're disrupted. Yeah, you know, dude. When during Vietnam, like I wasn't. I don't think I wasn't like. Like during Vietnam, if you read history, Vietnam was really bad. But you know what? What was worse? The fallout from all the bad decisions they took. Because of exactly, exactly. Agent Orange, all the all the veterans that came back didn't have jobs; they were homeless. All that, and 
Vietnam was only for a little while, but the fallout, we still feel this. There are still homeless people to this day who have PTSD who were in Vietnam and they couldn't get help. You know, exactly. There, there, are, there are second generation um, um, people who were exposed to chemicals used in Vietnam, Agent Orange, and their kids are, are living with the after effects of that. So I, I really think Corona is nothing compared Ebola, to... Ebola, Chernobyl is also a very good. Yeah, Chernobyl is also a very good example of, of something like that happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, and with uh, with Corona, it's uh, it's it's going to be bigger than that. That's the the real problem with that because there is a psychological fallout with the kids, uh, which we are not going to notice until later. Then there's a the economical fallout, which some are saying there is no economical fallout. <laughs> like in in Germany, they they pretend that there's only like a seven percent. Uh, decrease of economical uh, strength, which is, of course, we know it's bullshit. Um, and and uh, you know, look at me. I'm a musician. Normally, I make enough money to to live from music. Now I'm not making anything. I'm living because some people helped me out. Um, but this means I have no strength to buy anything. So I haven't bought any clothes in more than a year. I haven't bought any any kind of special things i haven't gone to the to the cinema so and i'm one of millions and these millions of people are not doing that right now so what's happening is that there's going to be an economic backlash which will be felt in in a very uh, grieving way and and even uh, yesterday i was speaking to a friend of mine uh, we were talking about all the help that the german government is giving out right now that help has to come back you know even though it's it hasn't even arrived in my situation yet there's a lot of people that have gotten help and they will have to some in some kind of form or way will have to pay this back because otherwise the system will uh you know fall up fall into itself so there's a bunch of stuff that is that is really sad and and i just hope that you know, the, our voices become louder. We are seeing this slowly happening, especially in countries where people are not so acceptant of, of government. Here in Germany, it's very slow, very, very slow, because people are, you know, they're, they're too, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we're too spoiled. Yeah, we're too spoiled over here. But even in, in Netherlands, you know, just the neighbor country, it's already starting to broil you know there's this little it's starting yeah. to and, and then everybody's like no we gotta stay we, we gotta we gotta do this together and blah 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 and i'm like you guys probably don't remember history there comes a point that humanity does not accept rules anymore and this point will be reached everywhere all the time it's just like the the psychological uh uh what do you call it uh, there's a there's a test that they do with rats like when you put too many rats in a, in a small space they start killing off each other and uh, this is exactly what's going to happen there, there's one person who, who even though their explanation they used was a little uh, got them in a little bit of trouble 
uh, it still it holds. It, yeah. it, it, it holds. At a at a certain point, at a certain point, um, the people who the people who are vaccinated will treat the people who are not vaccinated as second class citizens. Uh, will will the people who are not vaccinated will have to wear some special symbol, so that yep. people know, so people know that not to get close to them. Not unlike a Judah star. Not oh, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been. Uh, I'm sorry to say this for the people that will, don't want to hear it, but I've been comparing the 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 propaganda stuff that's been going on with Goebbels. I've been comparing yeah. it a few times, especially here in Germany. So don't, you don't have to act like your eyes are closed because you know exactly what has happened here. You know exactly what happened here, and you don't want that to repeat itself. And I have the right. To say no, I will not get a foreign body in my body. Yeah, I will not allow you to put something foreign into my body so that I make you feel better. And yeah. this is this is a it has doesn't even have to do with 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 law. This is law of nature. It has nothing to do with the law of humanity, the way they the way that humanity decides to make law and whatever. No. This is a fundamental biological law. In, you cannot tell a lion, hey, I'm going to come into your territory and disrupt this uh, because I feel like it. The lion says, oh, well, welcome. Here are, my, here, here are my claws. Shush, now you're gone. This is the way it works. And this is why um, we're going to have a huge problem with this. On, yeah, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I can, I can see it. I don't know how it's not obvious to everybody else, but I, I can, I can definitely see how it's gonna be a huge, huge sociological problem. Like we're gonna have, like we're gonna, have, there's gonna be some serious shit coming down the pipeline pretty soon. Definitely, definitely. And you know, and it's not gonna, it's, it's, it's just gonna be a, a, a repetition of things that have happened in the past. But, but because we don't listen, like I. Uh, I, I'm trying my best to understand the other side. Like I, I'm trying to like see like play devil's advocate. Oh, I, I, like, I, I understand the other side even. I, I sometimes think about yeah, let me take the vaccine because then I won't have all this shit I have to deal with. Just like when you, when your parents were saying, "Come on, go, let's go to church," and you don't believe in God, but you say, "Oh, you know what? Let me just no, go those, to get it over with." You know. No, but those guys aren't the problem. Those guys are not the problem. The the people who take it because they don't want to get fucked with by other people, those are the problems. I'm talking about the fucking the, the fanatics. Yeah. I'm talking about the people who are taking it because they believe in it. Yeah. Because 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 they believe everything that comes out of the doctor's mouth at the WHO. And because yeah. they believe everything that comes out of the minister's mouth comes out, comes out online. And exactly. uh, and they, they won't admit that to themselves. Oh, I don't believe everything they say. This, this just sounds reasonable. You know? Uh, and, you know, so I'm trying to understand them because when you do say that, like, you believe everything they say, don't you? And, uh, you know, they'll say, no, 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 I don't believe everything they say. I just believe, you know, this. Why do? Uh, yeah. Something else. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's really weird. I'm trying my best, but it's not, you know, uh, so no, no, I'm not talking about the people who are. I'm one, you know, I'm one of them. When I do eventually take the, the vaccine, it will be because of peer pressure. 
it, it'll be because everybody else has taken it, and in order to not get fucked with, I'll do it. Okay. In, in order ever, to still fly out of Curacao. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In order to keep, in order to be able to have a job and fly out and not get fucked with when I go somewhere, I'll wear it. The reason why I wear a mask when I go to the supermarket isn't because I'm afraid of COVID. I don't give it. I mean, look, I don't. Look, two percent. Okay. <laughs> I have, I have yeah. a better, I have a better, I have a better chance of getting hit by a car when, when I exactly. go home and get hit by, by COVID. So exactly, I I wear the mask because I don't want that crazy Dutch lady who just came back who just came to Curacao to, to flip out on me like and telling me that I'm, I'm trying to kill her kids with COVID or something. That's why yeah. I wear it. I, I wear it to keep the crazy people. Uh, you know, it's it's like it's like it's it's like a cross. Keep keep the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I think I think there's I think I think there's an unprecedented uh, thing to this whole uh, COVID thing too because I I don't think there was ever such a huge split in two sides. You know what I mean? Because um, yes, we have a lot of people that are just going to take the vaccine and blah blah blah, but there's a huge amount of people this time around that uh, on the other side as well. Who are also, you know, like, hey, wait a second, what the hell is going on here? And uh, that hasn't been that big before because when you remember uh, the time oh, we were just talking about the war and everything, and and also about yeah. religion and stuff, and and that used to just be, and still and still is, um, for a huge amount of people, it's just the law. It's just like that's the way it is. But in this particular case. I see it very clear, like almost 50-50 split. Um, also, because there's so there's such a huge amount of people that are independent nowadays. You know, back then, in in the 50s, 60s, you weren't independent. You weren't able to find your own information. You were not able to to get your own newspaper because there might there probably were just two newspapers. You know, and now you have the ability to. Go and check BBC News, or you go Al Jazeera, or whatever you want. You can go and 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 look at to be your truth. So um, I think that is a, a, a one positive thing of what is happening right now that we see a very big split. Of course, we're going to, you know, like you said, with peer pressure and everything, you're going to do certain things because you know if you don't, then you'll probably not be able to function. But the idea behind it and accepting it is not going to be accepting it. Uh, uh, you're not accepting it for the for the for the fact that you believe in it, but you're accepting it for the fact that you kind of need to. So that's a different way, of, you know, dealing with the uh, with that. Yeah. You know what? What really concerns me about about all this, like. Uh... I don't I mean like worse things can be happening to to me. You know, there, there could there could have been you know there could have been an actual war and things like that, which I'm sure will happen anyways. But what I, what's really concerning to me is um, is who's taking which side. Um, when you look at when you when you look at uh, the protests against the mask, who do you see? You see people in their thirties. Yeah. Okay, when you look at the the people who are pro mask, who do you see 
You see our kids, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old. Okay, these are the fanatics, the people who are grow up, people who are going to grow up and, t and, and take over leaving the countries. These are the people who are the fanatics. That's what really like, that's, that, that's what makes me a little. Oh, well, here in, in Germany, that's a bit different, though. So that is, that's something that's pretty good here. Uh, most young people do not believe in all the, all the stuff that you know these guys from the government are giving from them. I see a lot of uh, young people who are uh, protesting, um, but also um, I have the feeling that those young people, they will, especially here in Germany, they will change the way government works at a certain point because um, they're kind of benevolent to everything. They kind of like don't give a fuck, let's say, about how all these people are talking because they're, they're, they'll, they'll, their time is coming, you know. And also, um, I think that's exactly the reason why when we talk about, if you want to talk about conspiracy theory, that's exactly the reason why this is happening now. Because imagine, imagine this scenario. You get all the YouTubers of the world, right, to, to say, we got two big Coca-Cola companies, right? We got Coca-Cola and we got Pepsi, right? Those are like the biggest two on the planet. Now, what happens if all the YouTubers of this planet, I'm talking about like really all of them, that have influence and influencers and all all these young people, which mostly are young people till their thirties maximum. What happens if they all decide, okay, you know what? As of today, we are not drinking Coca-Cola anymore, and you guys shouldn't either, because we found out that Coca-Cola has some kind of something in it, or whatever, which is which is bad for you. So we are all, as of today, we're all drinking Pepsi. And you should too. Imagine what will happen to the Coca-Cola Foundation. It will still be around because it, it's so strong that it doesn't, you know, it, it won't be like destroyed completely. But it will have some huge losses. I'm talking billions. I'm talking billion. So and this is and this is one of the like bigger companies in the world. So if you would be talking about a company that is starting up, you know, like let's say uh, some kind of new, some kind of new social media platform, and then these kids start promoting that, they have so much power right now. They have so much power, and the power of information is huge now that. This is, that's why also the conspiracy theory people say that, that that's why the COVID has come because they want to manipulate and they want to keep us down and do it in this way, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I, I am, I am actually, I'm also not so afraid of all the stuff that people are shouting and screaming and, and scared of, especially uh, one friend of mine is an is an absolute conspiracy theory genius. He 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 knows everything about G five and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I just can't 
on on that note, I also I just can't go along with his way of thinking because it's so out there. It 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 mean it means that there's a a group of people on the planet that want the ultimate power that then will manipulate everybody on the planet so that they're become richer and, and whatever and that they, they control everything. And I'm thinking to myself, uh wait a second. When in history hasn't this already been going on? Yeah? Alexander the Great, uh Plato, uh the English Empire, uh the Viking Empire. Um yeah, we could go on for, for hours, you know. Um and and then I'm thinking about it's like Merkel here in Germany. She's like what what is he so mid sixties and sixties? Like what in the world does would this woman have of having this power? What does it do for her? There are some egomaniacs out there, of course. There are people that are you know the power is is like it's like a like a like a virus to them they they need power and well, of course there's a few of these people out there but to 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 go as far as to believing that there's like this this group of people that are so that's why i'm i'm not you know so scared about everything i'm more with you also about the vaccine is it let let them test it a few times and then when we have a good one i mean i was i was vaccinated for for the flu as well I was vaccinated for uh, waterpokken, you know, and apenpokken and stuff. You know, so, yeah, I don't like it. But I'm also not like, oh, the world has come to an end and whatever. I I just want this to be over and done with so we can go back to the beach where you saw me play and, and, and we have, you know. That's all that's important to me, man. because. To think about uh, when I was younger, I was thinking about these things like ah, the world, philosoph- philosophy, and and God, and and there is no God, and there is a God, and blah blah. And now I'm just thinking like, oh man, you know? Yeah. In if the I end, have my coffee, yeah, if I have my coffee in the morning, you know, and it tastes great, I'll be like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, basically, that's what it comes down to. I mean, like. In the end, all we really care about is: uh, Are we having fun? Are we able to support ourselves? Is exactly, okay? exactly. And I think and we want to. We want to have freedom too. We want to have freedom yeah. to do what we want. I think. I think that um, you know this thing that we are experiencing that's going to happen time and time again. This is not the last time. It is yeah. the first time. It's not the last time. It's going to be repeated. I do think that there is something there's something significant though about this era we're living. There's something sets it apart from other eras. Uh, I think um, when, in, at the end, when this is all over, when it's, when the dust settles and everything's over and we're back to normal, I think when that happens, we'll we'll look back and finally realize that what we lived through was uh, a perfect storm. Yeah, where a couple of different things happen at the same time and it gives you the impression that there's 
that, that there's Illuminati, but in, but in reality, it's just a perfect storm. And, and yeah, I think in, I, in reality, I, I, in reality, it's just a bunch of factors coming together, and uh, and 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 it's always going to be like that. But yes, we always believe we are at the at the crossroads. We always believe that. We believed that when we were 20, we believe that now, and we're going to believe that again in the future. So, yes, of course, there's a something big happening, but when wasn't there something big happening? So, no, but this, this is a little bit different. Let me, let me, let, let me introduce uh, this to you. Um, at the same time, at the very same moment that we got uh, wind of the pandemic mm -hmm. before before we knew what it was but we knew it was coming at that very same moment there was a shift that happened in media there was a, there was a really big shift in ideology that happened around the world okay we went from this is the media the media went from okay we sell ads, we make money, that's that. Two, they switched over to, we need to, we found out what the formula is. Somebody found out what the formula is. Here's the formula. Outrage equals money. The more outrage we can generate, the more money we make. doesn't matter what the outrage is. It can be about anything or anybody, but it has to be outrage. We can, we can successfully make people angry but we can't successfully make people happy. So let's just lean into it. So, yeah. so one, and once, once everybody understood that, then all the companies around the world started applying, applying the, new, the new paradigm, which is find something, create, create gossip, create, you know, create outrage, and they will get more clicks. Clicks equal money. Mm -hmm. Those two things combined and also a healthy sprinkling of uh, of, uh, uh, of um, China's meddling and um, a lot of weird shit going on in the United States. Those those things together, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I, I don't hundred percent agree with you, but uh, oh, okay. uh, because uh, that uh, sensationalism and. Uh, Making money from it has also always been been around. The, a, a negative a negative story will always get more attention than a positive story. No, Just of course, because... but but not, but but now it's now it's it, now it's it's streamlined. Clicks equal. Yeah, yeah, but it it it, it it's not like that's something new that uh, that you know. Um, they probably just realized how to capitalize on it a bit more, but that that was already the case. Uh, Turner and all these motherfuckers were focusing on that is something not something new, but it is what what is new, and that's probably even uh, more the case is that we started counting something. We have never collectively. In the history of humanity, counted something. We have never, all of us, doesn't matter if they, doesn't matter if they are Chinese or if they're from uh, 
Congo or if they're from the United States or Iceland or whatever. Nobody has ever altogether, all of humanity, so not just that country or that country, have collectively counted one certain issue yeah, and all focused on that issue and, and started... Uh, Yeah, revolving around that basically, because I mean, there's a million issue that is combined that is actually connecting us all together. Before that, that it was Trump, COVID nineteen nineteen <laughs> situation. <laughs> do, do you remember the good old days where we could all sit around and and laugh at, at the stuff that you know the stuff that that's done around Trump and Trump does the stuff that 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 but but hey, Trump is 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 one of them a Bush. Was before him. Before him, he also had stuff that he was saying that you were like, "What in God? How can this guy say this, man?" So, I love Trump. Know. Trump is the funniest motherfucker I've ever seen in my Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. It's really funny. Uh, but all these uh, American presidents were funny, man. Uh, besides, just besides, like, like the, the probably the most boring president was Obama. The the even Clinton had his had his moment. Oh, I don't know about Obama. Obama had some funny moments. Did you ever see the 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 part the thing he did over on uh, Jimmy? Yeah, it was funny as shit. They they uh, they invited him on on the show, and uh, they asked him what's going on around the world. And he said, "You know what? I think I will tell you, but I want a slow jam." And they they played <laughs> like a slow jam in the background while he, while he talked. It was funny okay. as hell. You gotta watch it still on YouTube. <laughs> well, that that but that's that's a positive way of uh, that's a positive way of. Uh, I I meant that Obama was probably the most boring president, and that he didn't say these idiotic, stupid things that some of these other guys like George Bush Senior, uh, uh, Bush Junior, um, you know, uh, Junior was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, funny in the in the boer boer die lacht met some boer met kiespijn. You say in Dutch. So um, yeah. Anyway, you see the one where you see the one where they threw a shoe at him at a, at a conference. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody has the has their their take on it. Uh, you're telling me that they're gonna lock down until over there until end of April. End of April. Yeah. Well, what are the chances you think they're gonna, they're gonna make that longer? They're gonna extend. I think the chances are very big, because they're just shoving it up on you know just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. They pushed it in February to March. They pushed it from March to April. Now they pushed it. Uh, I mean, to the beginning of April. Now they pushed it to the middle of April. Um, they are not very fast with vaccines here in Germany, which is really weird. Um, so as long as as not at least 20 million people have been vaccinated, they are not going to stop with uh, with uh, the lockdown stuff. And 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 they they're pushing it every time further because first they were saying when it gets to an in in incidence of 100, then we will stop the lockdown. Now we have less than 4,000 people, you know, infected every day. And uh, before it was like, when we are below 5,000, we'll shut down the lockdowns. Now it's like, we're going to go lower than 4,000. Later on, it will be like, 
no, unless it's less than a thousand people, we can't stop the lockdown. You know, so they they just they just keep pushing the the border as to their liking, and they're just afraid. The, the problem with the government is, I think, the government is so fucking afraid in Germany of making of of, peop, of people uh, uh, saying something about saying something about like, yeah, the people are dying now again, which I think is totally ridiculous because why the fuck should they be afraid? They shouldn't give a shit. They should just do it. They just open up everything and let the people themselves deal with the fact that they can stay home if they want to or they can go out if they want to. That's something that is responsibility of of the people themselves and it's not the responsibility of a government, you know, uh, a government is just there to implement. That, 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 I think, I think you hit on, you hit on that, that fine point. That's what makes us different. One half yeah. of the people want to, want to terminate their own. They're, they want to, they want to have control over their own decision. And the other half of the people don't care. And they're, they're, they're okay with letting the government. But, um, the, the, there is nobody on this planet that decides what you think and what you do, and and there shouldn't. Uh, uh, that's like the oldest trick in the book that somebody else decides what you're allowed to do. That is, I mean, if somebody tells me, "Yeah, you got to protect other people," no, I don't have to protect anybody. The people have to protect themselves. If they are scared of a disease, if they are scared of becoming sick, they should talk to their boss and tell him, listen, I don't want to go to work. Let me work at home. Let's make a deal so I can work from home. That way I can stay safe. Then that boss has to say, okay, let's work on that. Let's try to figure out if you can do that. Another person says, I'm not afraid. I'm coming to work. Okay, perfect. You're coming to work. Now, if that person that's coming to work does get sick in the end, he can still go into quarantine. Nothing is wrong with that. But the, 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 the issue of saying that before this happens, we have to stop it is bullshit. It's absolute fucking bullshit. Yes, it will not work. It will not lead to anything vernünftig. It is just a piece of scheiße. You know, to tell... To tell you're gonna tell me you have to protect me no i don't have to protect you get the fuck out of here you have to protect yourself this is the the simplest biological rule on this fucking planet no animal goes and protects another animal an animal protects itself and decides if it wants to engage in danger or not it's not the the other way around and this is a crooked way of thinking, and that's why the system, the way it's working right now, is going terribly wrong. Because it's not a natural way of dealing with a situation. The natural way of dealing with a situation is there's a fire. I'm not going to get close to the fire, because I don't want to get burned. But I'm not going to take somebody else and put him in front of me to protect me from the fire. Let me play devil's advocate real quick. If there was somebody else standing in front of you right now and they were of the, they were of the other camp, they, they would be saying, yeah, but you're putting my grandmother and my children at risk. That's what they would say, probably. 
Go fuck yourself. I don't put anybody... I didn't put anybody at risk because your grandmother and your grandchildren can decide to stay home. And if they stay home, they won't have any problem. So don't yeah, come and... Yeah, but they don't have to stay home. They they have rights too. They should be able to go out. So exactly, why, why don't you... of course, yeah. exactly. Here. So, so Here. if they Here's want the... to do that, they can do that. But then they didn't. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be whining. Ah, I'm getting sick. That's the risk you got to take. Very here's good. the one. Here, here's the one that I, that I that uh, everybody likes to say. It's like, can't you just do something really simple and put on a mask, take the shot for the sake of everybody? You're not risking anything. You're not. Why can't you just do this for everybody? That, that's what they like to say. It, like uh, they they like to make it sound as as though you're being petty. Exactly. Why can't you do this for me? Because I have never done anything for you. And I will never do anything for you. And you have never done anything for me. And you will never do anything for me. And if you work, it is, it is a, it is a, uh, uh, it is a, uh, what do you call it? It's a, it's a paradox in itself. Because if you do exactly the other way around, right now it's going the wrong way. It's, it's going the wrong way of the paradox. It should be going the way that you are saying, no, 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 wait a second. I'm just going to take care of myself. And the moment that you do that, you actually protect the other people. Because you say, listen, I'm here. I'm going to do this. And the other person can say, oh, he's going to do that. Let me see if I, if I also do it, because then I'm putting myself at risk. Or if I'm, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. And that's exactly which, what, what is wrong with this system right now. It, it, and, and it has been wrong with human morality for a long time because the human believes that he is acting morally correct. But there is no moral correct. It doesn't exist. Morality doesn't exist also. You know, that you can even go further. There is no right or wrong. There is... There's a disease. It there's is perceived, perceived right or wrong. Sorry? Uh, there's perceived right or wrong. Perceived right exactly. Wrong. Perception of right or wrong. Exactly. So there's a disease going around. And I'm just going to go out on a limb. And I'm just going to go to a cafe and have a drink. You know. And I might get the disease. But <laughs> the people that are saying you got to protect us. Those are the people that are not in that cafe at that mo moment in time. So I could never give them the disease. So why are they talking about me protecting their, you know? And that's the whole funny, funny thing about this, about this uh, strange kind of idea that 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 if you think about it, the lo it's so logical, but but somehow they spin it the other way around, you know. <laughs> There's this little thing that uh, somebody uh, mentioned yesterday on the podcast that uh, got me thinking. Um, there's this, there's this thing, this sociological thing, and you're in, in Germany and Holland, probably in other countries too. But I know for sure Holland has it, and I think Germany also. Has it. Okay, yeah. you tell me. Have you ever heard this saying in in Dutch? Do normal. Do normal, yes, of course. But there's a whole there, there there's a whole philosophy behind it, right? 
Exactly. There, there's a whole philosophy behind it. And what's that philosophy? That philosophy is stay in the crown. Don't be a don't be an individual. Don't be don't be unique. Stay exactly. as one of the crowd. Don't stand out. Don't say things that other people don't say. Don't dress extravagantly. If everybody wears a yeah. mask, wear it too. If everybody takes the vaccine, wear it and take it too. Yeah. Uh, is that also prevalent in in uh, in Germany? Yes, definitely. That, that, that philosophy, that idea of doing our Yes, definitely. The the collectivity, although there is no collectivity at all, which is a really funny thing, because everybody wants to be individuals, but everybody wants everybody to be collective. They also talk about this all the time. Yeah, we should all collectively work on this. We should all collectively do this and that. But there has never been any collectivity ever in human history. There, 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 collectivity is something that doesn't exist for for the the biological being that is a human. Um, of course, there is group formings and stuff like that, but that's not uh, collectivity because then the human has this has this special ability of being individual. If it if it weren't able to do that, there would be a possibility of collectivity, but it's that that's not something that a human is and that's why there's such a big dilemma for for humanity because humanity wants to be always the special one but doesn't want to be alone you see so so he and himself that's a paradox again because he and himself it kind of kind of like uh, uh what do you call it he, he, I have to find the English word for it. <laughs> it contradicts his own uh, natural state of being. And, um, that's probably one of the most interesting things about the development that our brain has, has gone through, which brought some animals, uh, as long as we, as far as we know, haven't been able to go through yet. This is the, the consciousness, the ability of consciousness. We don't focus enough. We don't focus enough on exactly these issues. What I just, what I was just talking about. We humans should be focusing way more on our old habits of jealousy, of uh, um, uh, having, you know, of owning, owning things, of territory. These old instincts, which we we act like we don't we don't have them anymore but we have them stronger than ever instinct pride uh, uh, um, uh, ego uh, these are the things that we should be focusing on these are the things that we should try to develop more and when you think about something when you think about something like racism yeah when you think about something like that that is an inferior that is really in an inferior state of mind. Racism as, as, as a such as it is, is an inferior state of mind. If people talk about racism now, saying that they want it out of the world, they have already lost. Because when I see, like, uh, I always have to laugh about the Americans because they are very, very pro anti-racism right there's a yeah, huge amount of black lives matter yeah it's like it's wow wow we're like 
whoa, you know. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are the stupidest fucks on the planet. Because when we watch any comedian on American television, yeah? yeah. Any goddamn comedian will go and on stage with the words, y'all nigga, listen up. Or that cracker, that damn cracker, or that yellow, that yellow, or that Mexican, they are romanticizing racism. They are not working on racism go, getting out of the world. No, they're romanticizing even the people that are so pro anti racism. Like all these comedian guys, we all know them, yeah. They use the word nigger. They use the word nigger, which when when you are when you were growing up on the on the Caribbean islands, you learned at a very young age that the word nigger, yeah, is this very bad word for somebody that has a black skin. But you're romanticizing that. And then you expect racism to, to, to leave this world? No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that, man. It doesn't work like you can't go and start screaming Black Lives Matters. This is the stupidest. I'm sorry to, to say this, and it's probably gonna gonna end up in a few bad uh, you know, people are probably gonna react no, after this. Fine. But, people this <laughs> but but it's but fine. saying this out loud is a insult to intelligence. Black lives matter. You are you are romanticizing the word black the moment you're saying that. You are not making anything better by saying that. You're making it worse. You're stigmatizing it, saying that life matters. Yeah. And immediate, immediate contradiction, you're saying that white lives or yellow lives or purple lives are not as important right now because we need to fix the fact that black lives are not as important as the other lives. But so. So this is this is um, something. Of course, there's problems in America with inequality and 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 a system and everything. Yeah, but but the to to go about it like this is not the way to get any kind of solution. What's going on in America is super complex, super super complex. Um, the the Black Lives Matter thing, shit. I'd, I'd need a good three hours to to, to pile on through that shit. But yeah, exactly. But, but basically, but, yeah. Look, it's it's just uh, very it's just very strange to me because, you know, I come from a father from the Netherlands who, who was born on Curacao. Yeah, his parents are from Suriname. They're mixed. My mom is from Germany. When I remember Ramiro, my best friend on Curacao, yeah? So let's talk about skin color. Ramiro has a darker skin color than me. I'm going to say it like this. I remember the first day that I meet Ramiro. I'm a little child. And I'm going to our, we're going to our new house. And this guy from behind the fence screams to me, 
Bokeh Blast Bell? Bokeh Blast Bell? You want to blow... Uh, what do you call it? Um, soap bubbles, yeah? That's what, oh, he asked, is what he's asking me. You want to blow soap bubbles? And I'm like, this cool. This guy is so cool. And as a kid, there is never, not even the smallest thought in my brain, although I didn't know a lot of dark-skinned kids because I came from the Netherlands. I was like four and a half, and we moved to Curacao. But as this kid seeing this other kid, the only thing I ever thought was this kid is asking me to blow soap bubbles. This kid. I never thought of this kid with a skin color that's different than mine is asking me. Yeah? So there's no nothing in the direction of of the color of somebody's skin has ever come into my mind. It was always, do I like this person? Don't I like this person? Also, when I talk, think about women, for instance, I love every color, uh, height, uh, length the, of, of women on the planet. There was never an idea of, oh, she is too white. <laughs> she is too kind of yellowish or something. That is there like a, I I for me it's very very strange. I I never ever was busy with this until it was told to me, you know. Before that I was I never had a thought spent on somebody's color until it became something that I heard people talking about, you know. So this is so weird when I hear all these, like, uh, like, it, I have a good example. I was very, very irritated by it because me, I made this song that we just heard, Chica Africana, with the guys from Africa, right? And in Africa, they call me Muzungu, which means white guy. And then one day, Cosmo said, uh, yeah, man, you have these Muzungu things and stuff. And I'm like, no, Cosmo, I don't have no Muzungu things. I'm not a Muzungu. I'm just Raphael. Yeah? I don't have a color. Whatever. So, yeah, yeah, you have. You are white for me. So, and you white guys, you are like, no, 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 wait a second. Uh, there's no you white guys are. I am from the Caribbean mixed with Dutch, mixed with German, mixed with a bunch of shit. Yeah? There is no white or something like that. You can't stigmatize me because I am too mixed. I was really irritated by this, you know? I was like, like I would never go and say you are black African, you're black African, you know? The so that's just for me very, very weird because I grew up totally different. I never saw this segregation thing. Never ever saw it. Yeah, for yeah. me it was it was like I saw it, like I, I, I understood it. Um I I had been told about it and I've also experienced it. Um when when I when I was uh like I live in Curacao 
here I'm white. When I go to America, I'm Mexican. Um, yeah. If I'm on the East Coast, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, if I go to uh, if I go to Holland, then sometimes I'm Moroccan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, depend depending on depending on who. Okay. I'm yeah. not, look, here's the thing. Everybody has like everybody has a certain of of bigotry in them. Usually, it's a little bit of racism. Everybody, everybody, and because everybody, we we like to think of racism as, as this. Look, when people go to the snack here, they call the Chinese. Okay, if I went to, into, into the Chinese, if I went to a store and the store owner was was black and I said, "Hey, blackie," that wouldn't go over well. Okay, yeah. but they can do that. We also discriminate against Haitians. How do people from Curacao talk about Haitians from Curacao? Not very favorably. How do uh, how do Venezuelans talk about Colombia? How do Irish people talk about about English? How do yeah. uh, how do how do the Tutsi talk about the other tribe that they that they ethnically cleanse? Yeah. Okay. How do the Chinese talk about the Japanese? Everybody, man, find me one fucking nation that doesn't have as an amount of racism and and, and you know. <laughs> It's everybody, everybody, everybody. You name it, it's there. Okay, even 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 on the micro level. And that shouldn't be. And that shouldn't be a problem because it's not. It's not racism. It's the difference that the other person is. It's not. It's not this, this. That's why I'm saying stop glorifying this word because that's that way you make it worse. By pinpointing it all the time, you make it worse. Not just leave it, you know. If it if the guy has a darker skin color, he has a darker skin color. It's simple. You know Morgan Freeman was the one who said it the best. They asked him about racism. And they asked him, What should we do about it? I'll put I'll play it for you right now. You know, I said it's probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, said so I know that it's an issue. But I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news. But I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to I wanna just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it. But making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. Exactly. Exactly. It's very simple. It's, very simple. it's like the thing with the it's, it's like the thing that's going on right now with women's sports. Okay, you have yeah. guys who undergo surgery and then compete at a very high level against women and beat them. Why? Because they're still guys. Okay, <laughs> and and if we pretend like it's not happening, like there are things that need to be talked about. There are things that need to be be, be talked about, but there are things that don't need to be talked like. We need to treat everybody the same. Like if, if, uh, if, if it was, if it was real, if it was true, that there's no difference between men and women, then let's just fucking let everybody try out for the NBA. Women and women. We don't need a WNBA. We just have one NBA for men and women, and, and you either make it or you don't. But we're not going to lower the bar though, just because you know you're you're a woman or something else. That that's that's where that's what it should be actually. 
you want to go in the military? Fine, go in, go in the military. The, 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 thing, the thing is that, that um, uh, what makes humanity so beautiful is all these colors and all these different uh, height and length and, 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 and thickness. And this is what makes humanity beautiful. There is this, this. This is why you look at certain people. It's because you want to. You, you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror. You want to see something else. And that's why it's beautiful. That's why it's interesting. And you know, what would the KKK be, be without the the black man? <laughs> what would it be? It would be nothing. Probably wouldn't. No, it would still exist because the KKK they went over. They, they went. They went. They went. Um, uh, they uh, they sought out not just black people but also Asian. And uh, you know who the KKK really uh, had a had a uh, went after a lot. They went after they went after a lot of Catholics. They didn't like Catholics. Uh, if you yeah. were white, you were Catholic. Uh, you can get the shit beat out of you in your front yard. But the, uh, the, the, but the, just saying that if there wasn't something like that, then that organization would not exist. Because you know? if there wasn't a difference, there wouldn't be the issue of talking about the difference. Um, but that's what Morgan said, which is really correct. It's just that if you talk about it, then then you're making it exist. Exactly. And don't be don't be a hypocrite. Don't be these these. I have to come back to those comedians because those comedians just they just make it to be a beautiful thing. Racism is a beautiful thing. We need it to make comedy about it, to make movies, to have it in the in the news, to you know. No, there, there's a there's a. There's a, uh, we don't need to take it to a very high extreme. I like comedy. I love comedy, and comedy would not be the same if you couldn't talk shit about it. It's, uh, so it, it needs to happen. What does not need to happen is we don't need to, we don't need to pretend like we don't see races, and we don't have to, and we don't also don't well, have that's, to. That's trade. the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, don't, don't be a hypocrite. That's what I'm saying. Don't be a hypocrite. And we also don't have to get out of we don't we don't have to get out of our way to to push it either. No, don't have to, don't have to. It's it's just the way it is. That guy has his eyes are are small, man. His eyes are small, and uh, he is smaller in height, but therefore has more brain mass, so he can think more about these things. But I have more muscles, so I can. Move more stones. That's just how that's how it's going to be, and um, we're going to mix. We're going to mix more and more as humanity, but we're not, never going to be one single race. And uh, oh, we we are actually we are actually one single race. That's a funny thing. We we actually are, but we just uh, one has a little longer toe, and the other one has a little shorter toe. That's all. <laughs> everybody eventually, everybody on Earth will be Asian. Because that's what there is the most of right now. Eventually, everybody will will have everybody will have, will be Asian to a certain. Yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be like one homogenous race. We'll all we'll all oh, be a little bit tense. Oh, but... when did when we are all vaccinated, we will all be uh, Martians. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, eventually, like enough people, and if enough people make babies together, you know, maybe like a couple of hundred years from now, we'll all look, you know, there won't be any pure white or pure black anymore. We'll all be tanned and we'll all have slanted eyes a little bit. It is what it is. Yeah, that's actually yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty nice looking people, probably. Yeah. Let's it, see what happens. Maybe we'll turn yeah, into lizards or something at a certain point. Yeah, watch the movie Cloud Atlas. Everybody in there. <laughs> yeah. They, they, sh they show a possible future where everybody's Asian. For sure. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense, too. There's more of them than anybody else. So. But also Indians. Eh? Don't forget Indians. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't leave at the end. No, no, no. Can't leave. There's way too many. <laughs> What's your um, show recommendation? TV or a series? There are so many of them. The best. Which I think the best are, one you've are, seen. are amazing. Well, um, you know, there's a few that I really love throughout the years, which is Breaking Bad, Homeland. Uh, Let's make it easy. Pick, uh, pick one that is really good, but, you're, but one that you're pretty sure nobody, nobody else knows about. Ooh. Okay. Um, well, not nobody else is going to know about it, but uh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter is a cool one. Mindhunter is about when the FBI started profiling um, serial, ki serial killers, when they started to realize that there was a pattern uh, in, in certain people, uh, psychosis, that made them, uh, you know, have a, a, a lesser moral I got you. ability to have moral mor morality than other humans. That's they they started to to um, to use profiling to detect when somebody was uh, uh, when there was a fear of somebody becoming a serial killer. Uh, what's um, uh, mention uh, one song that you really like, but that you're positive a lot of people don't know about? Not not yours, because we're gonna play that. But um, someone else's song that you really like, but that you're almost positive most people don't know about the song. Um, there's actually a few, but one that jumps to mind immediately was a song by Dave Matthews. This is called Tripping Billies. Tripping Billies. Um, what's something uh, really important about yourself that you think other people should know about? Something important about me other people should know about. Uh, I'm not of this earth. <laughs> okay. You heard it. Lupro is not from, from Earth. <laughs> I think I'm Martian. I don't know. Yeah, we have to make a new song called Mars. <laughs> um, what, uh, what's, uh, what's something uh, super important you think everybody should be talking about, but that no one is even talking about right now? Something super important everybody should be talking about. The beauty of the world becoming smaller, man. Like... The, like there's so we're, we're we're becoming so connected with each other without even knowing it man 
like you see it in music and that's what that's my message with my music basically to to join these borders these different cultures together in musical wise musical styles and everything not enough people are talking about that development and actually corona is covid is a is a nice example of of that actually happening also and that's probably one of the positive things I mean, I'm in Germany, you're on Curacao, we're talking to each other, directly. Do you have, a, do you have any, any shout-outs that you want to do? Any, anybody you want to shout-out to? Or do you want to plug a business, your business? I don't know who's, who's listening, but I, I hope that... Um, we've, we've talked a lot about, about a lot of issues today, um, which are on everybody's mind at the moment. But I want people to not deal too much with these issues. That's why my music also is not so much. I don't have a political message in my music. I don't have a a economical message. I don't have a biological message. I don't have my the thing that I want you to do when you listen to music is to feel the vibrations of this magic that is music and makes you feel better or or fits your emotions at that moment that's what i uh would love you to experience that's why i don't focus so much on on lyrics that need to have this very deep meaning although i i i i, I could write like that because i'm very philosophical but um that's not what i want music to do with you yeah. i'm gonna put a description i'm gonna put your information in the description and uh I'll put a link uh, to your uh, new album, your YouTube Thanks, link. Man. And um, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they? They can uh, go to my website, which is uh, rafaellupro at com, or they can, you know, contact me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, wherever they find me. Uh, just write me a message if you have something you want to talk about. Always open for that. So, yeah. Where can they find your album for purchase? Well, um, the album is not done yet, but I have uh, four Seven. songs, four songs online right now. Actually, five. Uh, one was done with a with a group of DJs, but I have four songs. You can find them all over Amazon, uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, the latest song is called Chica Africana. It's been out since uh, February and it's uh, it's going viral on the local radio stations in Holland. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's it for, for the podcast. Uh, and uh, next time, uh, uh, if you're available, I'll invite you back on. We have more. We can talk about some other stuff. Uh, Great. I usually, do, I usually do invite people back on the show after they've already been, been on as co-hosts. That's cool. Especially, especially if I get like, uh, your, in your case, you're a musician. So if I if I ever get another musician on the podcast, I'll invite you. And where can where can where can I listen to it? Uh, you can go on uh, facebook.com forward slash knockout podcast Carso. Um, you can go on rumble.com and you can find us there too. You can also go odyssey.com. We are also on Telegram, uh, but mostly on uh, Facebook.
and uh yeah that's pretty much it uh all right man have a good night thanks for coming on keep in touch and uh thanks yeah thanks thank you so much as well man i hope to talk to you soon again Oh!